0: Welcome, everyone, to the Culture Base Podcast. I am your co-host, Dustin, and I have with us uh, today and always, Blake Bear. What up, Blake? How you doing? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Uh, We just started laughing before uh, we came on, so if we have the giggles, very sorry about that. Um, But we are so very excited to uh, launch this new podcast to you. Uh, and and kind of introduce you to this new company and this this thing that we've been working on called the culture base and you might be asking yourself what is the culture base uh is it just like a safe house like what's happening here Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh i want you to know that uh this is something uh that is super um close to my heart and to blake's heart as well and this is um a bit of a passion project but it's also something where we kind of see the trajectory of our lives heading and we decided that we wanted to help leaders know what they're about show where they're going and develop develop a scalable team to get there uh and so that's what this is all about and so before we dive into kind of what is the Culture Base and really kind of unpack that for you. I want to remind you to subscribe on all podcast platforms uh, and on YouTube at the Culture Base. If you're watching this there, be sure to hit like, subscribe, ring the bell. If you're listening to this on any audio platform, please rate, review, subscribe. That always helps us. But we're going to release these every week uh, and we want to give away as much content as possible so that you can better your organization uh, and be be a place that people actually want uh, to give their best at so mm-hmm. you can also follow us on instagram uh, and linkedin at the culture base right here on your screen uh, or anything else that we're doing at theculturebase.com so i think all the business is out of the way uh blake let's get into this a little bit um i want to talk just briefly just kind of what our listeners and viewers can expect for each episode um this first one may or may not be uh, a a little long we'll we'll see how it goes uh but we want to kind of spend some time just setting the foundation for you but uh every other episode that we release we'll be releasing these weekly for you they will be about 30 minutes long we we know that your time as a leader is super valuable uh and so we want to honor that but we're going to just be hitting topics that matter to you the most we have people in uh our worlds that are that we're speaking to on a regular basis that we're hearing the hard-hitting issues that that they care about the most and so we want to do that we're going to have experts on uh to kind of contribute to the conversation we'll have interviews from time to time but this is really just made for you to listen to uh, on your commute to the office or to a client meeting or maybe while you're outside mowing the yard whatever it is like it's just meant to be just a, a a one kind of shot listen for you every single week uh, no matter where you're at so yeah and I think also that
1: it's it's also we're going to try to not throw a ton of things into one episode
0: yeah because
1: we got one track minds and we get that you're you need to just have one thing to chew on especially as a leader especially as um, someone who's guiding your organization and your culture of your company you can't be thinking about 10 things at once to really do well. And so one of the things we're going to do, yeah, we'll talk about a gamut of things, but at the same time, we want it to be one thing that you're like, I can implement this one thing today and test whether it's right or it's BS, you know, like give it, like test all this. We've, yeah. we've gone through and tested everything we're going to talk about our process, yeah. the, our flow, the way we implement, where we onboard, the way, you name it, we have tested it and it has done well, or it's really failed and we adapted. And that's what leaders do in business is we adapt to things. So we want to give you one thing to chew on, one thing to implement, not 10, because then you don't know what variable actually worked.
0: Yeah. And so we want to just kind of kick off today's show of what is the culture based by uh, kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit on who Blake and I are. Who are these two randos talking to me about team culture every week? And so um, so for myself, I, I served uh, in a uh, full-time uh, ministry for 17 years, uh, working in the nonprofit space, but helping them build brands, helping them understand why culture is what's going to separate them from the other churches, uh, just like any other organization. It's a very competitive industry, people always trying to get the best people on their team and get them to stay and turnover super high uh, in that industry. And you're going to hear about Blake's industry as well. And so, what I've learned in that time uh is that really kind of the stuff that gets us the best people and gets us to keep the best people around uh is the team culture and so that's why i'm super passionate about that uh but blake could you just tell a little bit about how we met uh the Mm -hmm. story of, of of our background your background a little bit just to dive into that a little bit
1: yeah so dustin and i met about 10 years ago uh at church because that's uh where you meet people after you're 30. yep and um anyway we met there and very quickly, just I was drawn to his um, hunger for creativity and culture. And I actually remember we were at a, a creative conference because those exist. And we were down in Nashville. And, and I remember it real vividly. We were out on a, uh, a like a overhang deck or something outside. It was real late at night. I think Bourbon was involved. But as we we're sitting there talking, um, he... He just really broke down a lot of like you know like creativity and culture we have been defining them through such tight lenses for so long that we've missed what it really is Mm -hmm. and that you know i didn't even have my company at this point but at that point i was like you mean this can be different like i don't have to live the life everyone's telling me i have to live i don't have to create a business or have a business or do business the way everyone's saying you should do business, because you're going to have a lot of people come at you in this world telling you what business is supposed to be, and they're going to be confident of it, and they're going to confidently be wrong. Okay, on both sides, it's going to happen all the time. So, it was such a, a good catalyst for me to say, okay, maybe maybe this is deeper then and then to start implementing differences and thinking um, where I was working at the time, even and. And I, th- I think, you know, it's at first, there's a real tendency to think, well, yeah, that's, but this is for the nonprofit, the church world, um, you know, the stuff he's talking about, maybe that's not for business too. The thing is, turnover, like Dustin was saying in the church world, and not just turnover for paid positions, but you're also trying to create something where people want to work hmm. for free. And like to engage an idea and get paid nothing for it. but at a complete intrinsic motivation. And so to think about that and to think like, it's not just for the church world. This is legitimately for everything. And if it works in the church world, and I don't mean as a, a negative manipulator, I mean as like if you this, if you can create this culture, give purpose and push behind the right people in the right place, It can happen anywhere, right? right. And if it can happen anywhere in paid places too, you're going to be able to get great talent and create great organizations that can just do about anything.
0: That's Um, right. And so you, Blake, you, you went and you had your, you were working for, Uh, another company at the time when we met, um, you were a little unhappy there. You felt this entrepreneurial spirit and you're going to hear us talk a lot about entrepreneurism on this show because that's what Blake and I are and uh, that uh, a big part of our heart is for the people that are kind of stepping out uh, in faith, if you will, just kind of boldly stepping out and going, I believe that I can do this really well and that's where Blake's expertise comes in. I don't want him to kind of talk himself up uh, if he's uncomfortable, but uh, Blake's expertise is taking uh just a small idea and blowing it up into a, a just a wildly successful thriving organism if you will and so he, when i met blake he was uh working for someone else in the electrical industry walk us through blake that transition from that into as much as, much as you're comfortable sharing from that into what you have today
1: yeah so when we when we were kind of working through all this stuff early on, I was working and kind of running someone else's organization for them. And what I noticed was, um, and that was a really nice way to put it, like kind of unhappy. It was horrible. Like it was terrible. Like every, Like I want to be transparent and vulnerable here because I think the reality is any team you're leading, you're not, you're not getting to see this side of it. Okay, because your teams tend to hide these things. And and I'm not, it's not their fault for doing it. No, they're just afraid. Yeah, exactly. And we've been taught in organizational leadership and stuff that people, um, if you share and be vulnerable, you will be taken advantage of. Like that's kind of this underlying myth um, or not myth, unfortunately, in a lot of organizations, right? So um, yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable. It was a horrible. Like I hated going into work. I hated um, I hated everything except the people I was around. Hmm. I was miserable. I felt like, um, honestly, almost fearing for your life at times. Like it got to such dark places that I was sure that everyone was out to get you. And when you live in such a place where you never get out of the fight or flight and you're having to engage in those nonstop, it's unhealthy. It's so unhealthy, it it ruins all your other relationships you have because you're giving all your energy and effort to survival. And that's just not the way that work should be. And that's when I started saying, okay, this has got to be different. Like there's got to be a different way where the industry, especially in construction, like can't we get away from the taboo that construction workers are just assholes? Like can we get away from that? Can we get to a place where people care about people in this industry and people want to want to better other people and we develop other people instead of hoard knowledge for ourselves. And like, can we get to that place? And what would it look like? Maybe it was just a complete, um, you know, when my partners and I went out on this venture, maybe it was a complete just, I, I don't know, a, a test, a social test to see if it would work But something did happen is as we implemented all of these things to focus on culture and be a culture first company and started implementing a lot of the things that we'll talk about on this podcast, when we started implementing those, I saw that even across our first five years in business, that we were a organization in an industry that had a turnover rate well above 60% and our turnover was 4%. And you could say, well, yeah, but you're finding a lot of your friends and you're you're creating those. No, not at all. In fact, the average age of the industry I'm in is like 54 years old. That's not great in a very physical or or physical work, you know, that you would demanding. Do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Ours is like 24. So all the millennials and Gen Zs that we get used to complaining about, and believe me, they're not perfect. There are things, but I think that, you know, we'll talk about generational differences and how to work through that stuff in this podcast, because I'm passionate about that. And I feel like it's, it's not separate a culture. It is part of it, you know, it's one of the pieces. And so as we dig in, um, as we focused on that, I saw that there were benefits to those things. And so as we started developing this more and more, even today, we still have a 4% turnover rate. Hmm. It's so low and the cost of turnover, we'll get into that later on too is way more astronomical than you think, Yeah. way more. In fact, I'll, I'll even drop a 1.5 to two times, whatever their annual salary is. Yeah. You might not believe it, but give us time. We'll show you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's why starting, that was the heart behind starting the company is to create a place that people didn't wake up every day and jump right into fight and flight, but uh, instead woke up every day and said, I want to go out and give that I am. I want to develop and transform. I love that word transform because it breaks down into trans and form, which is to go to the form beyond, which Mm -hmm. I love that. And so how can we create a place that people want to go transform and become the next best version of themselves? And as we've done that, man, it's so rewarding. It is so rewarding to see people grow in this. And this is maybe a little uh, religious for some of you, but the ancient word for work actually is the same word as worship it's kind of interesting i don't think it means that we worship our work and that we should be slaves in some way to serving that thing i don't think that i just think that when you're doing what you were made to do or feel like you're connecting to it man, nothing nothing feels more giving to the world more enjoyable than that and so um that's why when we talk about like knowing what you're about as an organization, showing where you're going as an organization to your people and developing that scalable team, when you can do that and find the people that fit that 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 piece right there. And there are not billions and billions of people who will fit that, but that's why it's more important to find the right people who fit that. Whew, man, your organization will scale without like even past your understanding and ability. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you can kind of hear from Blake and I both kind of the industries that we've walked through and are still in for the most part, uh, why this whole culture thing matters to us the most. And so um, Blake and I, since we met uh, 10 years ago, we've been talking uh about one day potentially being able to do something together and we weren't sure what that is and so uh about a year or so ago i started having some ideas of of some things to kind of uh coach and consult and and in this culture uh field and not knowing uh, that i was doing that blake was also kind of thinking the same thing he reached out to me uh towards the end of 2022 said i have this idea for this agency i want to run it by you um, and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I've been feeling uh, the tug towards. Yeah. Uh, and so beginning of 2023 this year, we, we kind of hit the ground running uh, on that and we've been slowly developing it. And now we're getting to the point where we're just we're kind of ready to just start telling people about it and start kind of uh, getting the word out there, which is part of the reason for this podcast. But just kind of start the conversation around this. We, we, we want to be um, curators uh as much as possible of this conversation because we believe uh that team culture is what attracts and keeps the best people and so Blake why don't you talk a little bit about why you feel like now is the time more than ever for the culture base yeah so um we know (laughs) right now it's June
1: July of 2023 a lot's happened in our world in the last few years COVID happened we're going into a recession. Um, Inflation's crazy. We're seeing wage hikes, like we're seeing a lot of this stuff, but there are some other variables because we can't define a whole uh, economical state of the U.S. by one variable. There's many. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is we need to be looking out ahead of this. Um, First thing is, is that um, our we're about 10 years out, maybe eight years out from 20% of our workforce retiring. And they're not the low entry level people who are retiring. These are your Miyagi's, right? Your Mr. Miyagi's, your, your wise old uh, guide who can help you on the journeys. Uh, they, they've just got years of experience, knowledge, uh, good failure experiences that we're about to, to lose out on. Um, and I'm seeing it in a lot of industries, not just construction. I'm seeing it in architecture. I'm seeing it in nonprofit worlds. I'm seeing it on the connections and how to engage with people. Um, it's crazy what we are about to lose. And, um, not just that we also have a front side issue, right? We have an input issue of, we have one of the lowest growth rates that we've ever had. Not one of, we have the lowest growth rate and birth rate that we've had since the census began. Hmm. That's a problem because now we're not serving uh, all these other technological advances. We're not serving these other industries. We are growing in opportunity and possibility and our preparation and our ability to handle those things is shrinking. Hmm. So that's why AI is coming out and all these other things, but those advancements are going to take care of some of it but it won't be able to take care of all of it. And so, um, in fact, there's even a lot of historical data that shows that when the birth rate actually gets so low that that tends to be a indicator of when um, nations, empires collapse. Hmm. Okay, so, and I'm, that's way big brain over me. Okay, so I'm not like going there. I'm just saying it's interesting. It's a thing to think about that we're losing our top knowledgeable people We're not putting in enough and are we're growing an opportunity more than we can keep up with it. And so I say that because now we're going to become a lot of goldfish, which is scary, because we're going to see something shiny and we're going to run. And that's going to become this economical environment of of our labor. Oh, hey, there's a shiny object. There's a shiny object. There's one. Oh, okay, What about this? And. The thing is, you will always be able to manipulate by the dollar, Hmm. but you will always have to manipulate by the dollar. When you start it, you won't be able to stop that. And that's a problem because you can only charge so much as an organization. You can only pay so much as an organization for a certain level of talent because there's only a certain amount that the customer or someone else is willing to pay to have that. So how do you attract, how do you create a place that people not just feel like, well, I'll just go there because it's more money. They, they struggle. They say, you know, I, I really don't want to go anywhere. And honestly, the money, like I feel good about where the money is here, but you you cannot replicate culture. You Mm -hmm. cannot replicate a good environment, trusting environment without putting in the work and like, You can't just do the things and put it into a new organization if it doesn't fit what that organization is. So that's what makes someone different from culture to culture in an organization.
0: Yeah, and you talk about environment, Blake, and and Mm -hmm. really that's what we're talking about. When we talk about culture, we're talking about your environment. And sometimes we'll talk about the – we'll use the word brand or reputation. All of those things kind of feed into – your culture but specifically i love what blake says uh when when we're talking about culture that it's the environment that supports the fulfillment of your vision and purpose right the growth of the individual and the team and the connection within the team you have to have all those things firing and so that's why we feel drawn to kind of coming in and speaking into people's uh, and organizations' culture is because these are the things that are going to help them not only survive what's coming, uh, but thrive through what's coming as well, right? Yeah. Like,
1: Oh, absolutely. And we do, we make culture to seem like, and it's a buzzword, okay? And, and it's not like brand new buzzword. This was, you know how yeah. we recycle clothing from the past, like how right now high, high-waisted jeans up to your chest is like a cool thing. Um, and if it's not, I'm doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. but those no, just out of
0: frame here, I'm actually wearing just out of, Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, but how that recycles, so does a lot of business stuff. And the thing about culture is it gets treated like it's this animal. And I, I love Peter Drucker, but he said that, uh, culture, eats strategy for breakfast. And it sounds mm-hmm. like this animal. And I love that quote, but the reality is, is it's not. It it is alive, but it's not alive like this animal that you have to tame. It's alive like a garden that you need to work. Yeah. Right. And so it yes. has the possibility for stuff that you just don't even know to grow in that environment. That's that's what culture is. And so it's workable. It's it's tameable in the sense that you give it the right stuff, it'll it'll produce the right it's outcome. Something you can cultivate. Exactly, but it's not gonna run away, right? Like it whether whether it's a good dog or bad dog, it doesn't matter. It's the the organization, this garden will have a culture by what you take care of, what you work or what you don't work. Yeah. Okay. And that'll happen just as bad. So people who are like, we don't really have a culture. I'm like, oh no, what you just said was you have a bad culture. Yeah. Well, no, we just say, don't mix up personality with culture. Okay. If, if you're like, well, we're really inclusive and we have all different personalities. Great. Every culture has that. Uh-huh. Right? This is why we have things like the Enneagram that talk about all the different personality types yeah. and
0: every good um, culture has it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So personality is is within culture but it is not culture. Right. Like culture is just that environment. And so just to simplify it into one word, that's it. It's the environment. Yeah. Um, and it's important. And and it's important because there are like we there are I want to say three reasons that people will leave an organization, okay? And Mm -hmm. there are a lot of them. Pay is like 10% of the true reason. Yeah. When they've done a ton of studies about why people will leave an organization, and I know that sounds contrary to what I was saying about the goldfish mentality, but my point is when you're motivating by that shiny object that people will jump from your ship because there's nothing to keep them rooted like a good garden.
0: Yeah, but you're saying the shiny object isn't money anymore.
1: It isn't, no. You know, the good, the good part is, um, there are three, even though there are thousands of reasons people will leave, uh, there are three that make up over 80% of why people leave. Hmm. Okay. The first one is appreciation check. Okay. When I worked at that other place, the lack of appreciation was just, it it was deadening to the soul because I was putting in and it was hard to not like, for me, it's hard To not put in, even if people like it or don't like it, it's just hard for me as a person to not put in, but to not get that appreciation on the backside killed me. Right. And and we'll talk deeper about this, but it's crazy, even what Gallup says that like people feel appreciated when they hear one positive thing from their direct report and authentic, okay, positive but authentic from their direct report in seven days. What a low bar. What a low bar. Yeah. For people to feel appreciated. So that was, that's the number one is appreciation. The next one is ability to grow. So a lot of people will leave and they'll say when they're asked like, well, why'd you leave? Well, I wasn't able to grow there, but that's not always true. And this is one of the things with organizations we'll talk a lot about is how do you help show where you're going? Right. You know, we talked uh, early on that we help leaders know what they're about and show where they're going, not know. Okay, It's important to know where you're going, but to show where you're going and show how you're able to grow in this organization. And so I think it's not the inability to grow at organizations or why people leave. They just don't know that they can or what that path looks like. And millennials and Gen Zs, I'll say it right now because I am one and I'm allowed to say it, but we have this need to know next steps. Even if we don't know how to get to the next steps, we want that that storyline, that path, you know, in growing up in public school, that's how they show it. Here's your path. Here's your next steps. And so we want to know all those things. Well, once you get to business, we kind of don't show that anymore. And so um, being able to come up with good growth charts and abilities to do that, it's super key. And then the last thing for why people leave is poor communication and culture. Yeah. It's that we're not communicating and speaking to people like they're people. And that we don't have a culture that trusts one another enough to be vulnerable, to be candid, Mm -hmm. and to get to places where only trust-based working can develop, can create these amazing results in your organization. So, those are the top three reasons people are leaving. And that's why, like, when we started our company, uh, my partners and I started our company, we built everything around those three ideas. We're like, what if we just focus on the majority of what happens here? And the result is crazy.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we're hoping to bring to the table with the culture base and with the podcast and the conversation and being able to work with you and different organizations that are trying to figure this thing out while all this stuff is, is coming towards us and all this stuff is kind of happening around us. We can either kind of let it happen or we can do something about it. Yeah. And Blake and I, you'll get to know our personality through this platform. Our personality is not just to sit back and let things happen around us. Our personality is to get there and do something about it. And so uh, we're hoping to kind of bring the things that we've learned and are still learning mm-hmm. uh, as as this world and and, and business culture and all the stuff is changing so fast mm-hmm. and changing every single day we're hoping to be able to bring that uh to you in a way that's easy for you to implement uh and and scale uh as you grow your business. So. Yeah. That's good.
1: And and I think it's important too because this is this is a part that I like I want to bring education to so quickly cuz mm-hmm. those are the top 3 reasons people are leaving and you might be like yes yeah, so what so they leave. People always leave. That's a that's the mindset we want to fight right here. Okay? Yeah. We yeah. want to we want to combat that mentality because that people leaving leads to stuff you don't even know. It leads to more cultural dysfunction. It leads to breakdowns on the, the good apples. It allows good apples to become bad apples quickly. Yep. Yep. Um, Dustin, <clears throat> Dustin said one time, and it stuck with me, that culture is not just what you create in your organization. It's what you allow in your organization. That's right. And so you could i mean go back to that garden analogy we can be working the ground so well and we could put in the right soil we could have it in the right light we could be watering it constantly but if there are weeds that are choking everything out that you don't deal with it'll still kill the crop yep and that's what we've got to be able to fight because there is a high cost to that to your culture but there's also a high cost to turnover that I'm telling you I'm a, as a business owner I don't like thinking about it because it's not so black and white and I don't like thinking about it because it's easier to just move on and I'm sure you're guilty of this every time you do have turnover instead of being like you know after 36 hours when you finally dealt with the shock of it instead of being like okay how can I learn from this you kind of get this pissed off well I'm glad they're gone I didn't even want them in the first place and you start getting this attitude that so that you can just get over it. Okay. By the way, that's a stage of grief. And you should maybe look at that. But that's what we're doing is we start thinking in that mentality. And we should we need to step back and say, why? Why did they leave? Learn from every person who leaves your organization. If you don't, you're missing out on a great opportunity and just creating a, a more neural pathway for this to continue happening in your brain. And people are going to continue leaving. And you're going to keep having the, say, the same, I don't want to deal with it, button slap of, well, this is just the way people are. Yeah, but the way people are is, is you on this one, and yeah. so the cost of turnover. You know, I I wrote about this pretty extensively uh, in the book Uncultured. I said that there are there's not one item that like is your cost to turnover. Okay, there's the cost of hiring and recruiting. There's the cost of onboarding and training that goes into this. There's the cost of the learning, training, development, the benefits, the perks, the customer service and errors due to the inefficiency of who you had in your organization. There's the cost of the time that you have of that unfilled role and the lack of production that you have that you now have to maybe use overtime to accommodate. Right. There is so much that goes into this and not even to mention the fact of how long does it take to get someone in your organization to a place that they're operating even at 80 percent. Like they I want to say that it's close to two years in most industries to get someone to a place where they are efficiently working in that position. Two years. That's sad two years. And so you've got that timeline that if you're only keeping people for six to seven months, you are never getting past probably a 50 to 60% efficiency, which means at what you're you're estimating at and what you're trying to get, you're only getting half. And, yeah. and you're never creating a culture where people feel safe. High turnover, people don't feel safe. No. And they don't feel like it's a good place to be. And so yeah. we can work on that First off, understanding your cost of turnover. I know this. I am, I always say this all the time like, I'm just a construction company, which is really hard to have good culture. Um, but if it costs me within six months, I lose well over fourteen dollars to $18,000. And I, I come to know that number really quick because I want to make it so expensive to hire. I want to because I want to hire correctly. And Mm -hmm. so I want to, if I keep someone past even 90 days, I want it to hurt and we make it hurt because when there's no tension, you don't deal with something. So creating that tension in your life is really healthy too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I think for people to understand and for leaders to understand that the cost of turnover, when we say the cost, yes, there's a huge financial cost in that. But what I hope you're hearing from Blake as well is that there's, Uh, there's a lot more damaging to the to your Mr. Miyagi's to the people to your most loyal best people on your team the damage to them in turnover is just as powerful and just as real as the bottom dollar cost of turnover because now while you're trying to find someone else, they're having to pick up the slack or you're having to pick up the slack of the position that's 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 gone. They're thinking, you know, the typical that's not in my job description, right? And so they're feeling like they're being uh, overused and, and undervalued. Right. Uh, because you haven't given them given them an authentic compliment in the last seven days. Yeah. And so they're starting to feel that. tug. Well, maybe it's maybe I should leave as well. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know, and they're talking to the people that have left. Right. Because they're friends with those people. They've made friends with those people and they're hearing from those people. Uh, how much less stress they have on their life now that they don't work for you anymore. Right. And they're going, well, maybe I should, maybe I should consider that as well. Right. And so these these are all, when we say the cost of turnover, it's more than just financial. Yes, that's a big piece of it uh, and very real piece of it, but it's it kind of really goes full circle around. And so what are some other things that we hope to to bring to the table in this conversation, Blake?
1: Yeah, so as, as the culture base, We wanna help you empower your organization. First off, to be healthy, to have a good culture, absolutely. We wanna help you with turnover. We wanna help you by giving you content and ideas and things to try to help lower that turnover to where you can have awesome statistics like in an industry that has 60% turnover or 4%, okay? What an awesome thing to be able to tell people coming into your organization and guess what? we do we tell every person that comes into our cultural interviews our one-on-one interviews and in our vetting process we tell everyone we're vetting you so hard because it is a privilege to be in this culture and to be in this organization and not just because we're going to in air quotes call ourselves the best but because it is it is a very trusting group that you've got to fit right yeah. so um helping that turnover is one of those things. Another one is helping you develop your farm league. A lot of people don't think about this, um, but multi billion dollar organizations like MLB teams, NFL teams, you name it, they all do. Yeah. They focus on their farm leagues, like Premier League, all these other soccer clubs out in Europe. They are investing in people at yeah. the age of five and six years old. Yeah. It's crazy until you think about the fact that when you create those systems in your organization to develop your farm league, you get better results.
0: Yeah. That's sustainable
1: results. Exactly. And so coming up with ways to, to create that, the development process to develop people quicker. You know, one of the things when I realized it took over two years to get someone to 80 to 90% productivity, um, and knowledge, one of the first things I tackled was that, Hmm. how do we create a shorter runway because by creating a shorter runway that costs dollars um, in the front side, I was investment instead of not being able to quantify the dollars of loss over two years. Okay, yeah. You want to do that? And if you think it takes two years to get them to 80% or whatever, then I would average it and say, take someone's annual salary times two and then multiply by 0.6 to see how much is it costing you. Huh. Okay, there's that's just a real simple, and guess what? It hurts. (laughs) And so when you see that that's in the thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to get someone to that place over two years, what if you invest a quarter of that in the front side into development processes? That guess what? They are going to thank you for. Yeah, we've we've implemented programs like this into our organization, and I have people week two or like the third week come to me and say, I am so thankful because i knew nothing and i was actually like if if i wouldn't have had this i would have left in the first two weeks Mm -hmm. okay and yeah sure that's gen z speaking but at the same time it's anyone when you're in a place that you are not comfortable and you're like how long is am i going to be in this place of discomfort yeah everyone
0: everyone thinks that gen z has just been bold enough to speak it yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's pretty so true. It's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where everyone's thinking it. Gen Z yeah. is just like, you know what? I don't have a filter. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> right. I don't really know what a filter is, and so yeah. here are my thoughts. Um yeah. That's yeah, a blessing
1: that they haven't got any discipline for so long because they just are like, words. And you're like, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. It's instant feedback, which is great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're we're hoping to kind of help. Uh, all those areas uh, through these conversations on the podcast, through working with your organizations one-on-one. We'll talk more about that every single time uh, we get together here every week on the show. But I want to I just kind of wrap things up by telling you an uh, immediate way that you can 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 be a part of, of what we're doing here. Obviously all the like, follow, subscribe things, yes. But uh starting at the end of July, uh and the last Thursday of every month, we're gonna host a one hour think tank session over Zoom. I know the word Zoom, some people are like, is that still a thing? I, I've got Zoom damage from 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 COVID still. Uh but I can I can tell you there's nothing uh, and then Blake can attest to this as well, there's nothing more powerful and nothing more um uh, exhilarating is not really the word empowering i guess is probably the right word nothing more empowering than being able to sit around a circle of like-minded leaders talk about the real struggles that you're having here where people have tried and failed here where people have tried and succeeded in being able to try stuff i love uh, there was i can't remember which comedian said this when he when he was talking about parenting and he said you know we're all just trying stuff we're all just throwing stuff on the wall and see what sticks and that's what i love about the opportunity to sit around in a think tank session with other leaders and talk about the real things that we're facing every day when it comes to our culture when it comes to the turnover when it comes to developing and appreciating people and communication and all those things that we've been talking about so far being able to hear from them at the real level mm-hmm. Hey, you're going through this too. I'm not alone. Let's figure this out together. And there's 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 wisdom in the multitude of counselors. We believe that. And so we're going to do this for one hour. We, again, we know time is valuable for every leader, including us. And so we want to have one hour a month where we can get together with like-minded leaders and just have an opportunity to, to talk these things out. Uh, we'll have guest speakers on there from time to time. It's going to be a really inclusive but also exclusive community uh, for people to be a part of. And so if you're interested in that, you can go to the culturebase.com, click on Think Tank Sessions page, and give us your name and email address there, and we'll email you the link every time we get ready to do that. Any any other closing thoughts before we wrap, it, wrap the show today, Blake?
1: No, I think on those the think tank pages you go there there's also going to be a place for you to say like what your biggest struggles are hmm. and as as you do that that's going to help us create the content that people are looking for in these think tank sessions because it is one of the biggest gifts like like Dustin was just saying to be able to be in a group of people who are trying different things and to be able to to work on those things and as someone says I i am struggling and I'm failing over and over, I'm throwing it on the wall, never sticks, never sticks. And so we want you to be able to come into that, that environment, because when you start being around people who are thinking like this, you start thinking like this. I am the product of the people that are around me consistently. Okay. We all are. And so when you put yourself in that place for an awkward one hour, maybe you're, you're going to find that it's only it's very short-lived that it's awkward and it becomes second nature and you start getting better and you start creating better and you start cre- having better culture all around
0: yeah yeah absolutely and so we're super excited to share those think tank sessions with you again if you want to go to the click on that page for the think tank sessions fill out that form we would love to to invite you to those we'll have our first one at the end of July 2023 the last Thursday of every month at 2 p.m. Eastern is where we'll have it and we'll make sure the invite gets sent out in plenty of time because if you're like me you live by your calendar If it's not on the calendar it doesn't happen and so uh I gotta have it on there so we're gonna make sure it's on your calendar as well I want to just briefly uh before we wrap up I want to just talk about what we're going to be talking about in our next episode why HR isn't working anymore why HR isn't working anymore. This is kind of one of our foundational questions uh, for the culture basis. So Blake, why don't you just give us a little teaser into that before we wrap up today's episode?
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure that the word anymore even needs to be there because I don't know that HR was ever set up to be a, 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 thing that actually focused on where you have people and vision connected. Because when do you go to your HR team and you're like, here's my vision how do we get there? You no, know, you go to your, your HR team. You're like, I don't want to get sued. We should talk about this. Yeah. And so how there's many so much, days do I have left. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's so much more focus on rules and, um, there just is limited strategic alignment hmm. almost 99% of the time. So how can you create a scalable team to create this great vision that you have? How do you, to put it into place? How do you do that? when you're putting it in an organization that is all about making sure that you don't break rules, I'm sorry, but adventurers, they go out, there are no rules. You create the rules. You don't want to slip off a mountain. Then you learn that maybe you should tie off to this. You create it in the, in the process. And so we're putting this in the wrong place and I'm not, and I know a bunch of HR people just like grab pitchforks right there. They are pissed (laughs) and I get it. I get it. But at the same time, HR people, what is the thing that you hate doing the most? Let's be real; mm. it is not dealing with people. It tends to be the opposite. It tends yeah. to be you love the task, you love making sure that things are in compliance. Um, people are hard, okay? Yeah. And we did this horrible thing when we took the word resource and people and we put them together. We did a horrible thing there, yeah? Because. Um, Simon Sinek, he wrote an awesome book called The Strategic Game, well, The Infinite Game, where he he said that there's really this idea of will and resource, and will needs to be 51%, and resource needs to be 49%, at least like never more than that, you know, on the resource side, and it's because people, like, we're complex, and to try to simplify us and throw us into a compliance-based organization is not going to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I talk about this idea of a Ferrari, the Ferrari analogy, Ferraris are fast cars. Okay. I think I'm not a car guy, but I feel like I can say that, that I know that Ferraris, they're fast cars. Okay. And so, um, a Ferrari will be any other car unless the Ferrari doesn't have a driver. Mm. Then I could be driving a Ford Pinto and beat that Ferrari in a race because I'm the driver. And there's a driver and a team behind it. And so that's why we need to focus on the vision and focus on direction. And how do we develop people to get to the vision? How do we hire the right people? Gosh, that is like one of the most key things that we ignore. How do we hire the right people so that we can have that? And so when we start developing that, instead of just throwing it to HR and be like, oh, you're the people division. uh, No, no, they're not. Hmm. And they don't want to be. And the only reason you as leader, and I'm going to step on some toes here, but most likely the only reason you pushed it that direction is because it's tiresome for you to deal with. Yeah. I get it. I'm tired too. But that is, that's the team. You can't push the team and say, like, like it's like the coach, Phil Knight going to the, to the Bulls and be like, I think you guys just need to go up to front office and ask all your questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he's the coach he's the leader he's creating the culture he's helping them understand what they need to do when they need to do it and how to defeat the team but he's bringing them into it yeah. he's not pushing them away so he doesn't have to deal with it
0: yeah so we can't wait to talk to you more about this on our next episode of the culture based podcast where we help leaders know what they're about show where they're going and develop a scalable team to get there we'll talk to you then